0: i
1: We want to bring to the Lord this evening, ask Brother Aaron to open the service for us in prayer. want to remember to pray for Sister Liz Butts, she has a sinus infection. Also, the Miles family is sick tonight and ask that we remember them in prayer. Brother Mike Ware asked again that we remember him in prayer tonight. And Of course, we want to continue to remember those, Sister Ruth, Brother Ross, Sister Danette, those in our church that are having a physical need but if you have either a physical spiritual maybe a family need you want to lift to the lord tonight and say father we're just here to worship you amen and give you praise even before we see the answer amen let's go to him in prayer
2: amen let's pray lord truly you alone are worthy Lord, you're worthy of all praise, Lord. You're worthy of all honor. And Lord, not just praise, Lord, from our lips when we gather on Wednesday and Sunday, but Lord, I would pray that each and every heart here, Lord, would be so dedicated to live a life that would bring you praise and bring you glory and bring you honor, Lord. Lord, may we just push past, Lord, any type of denominational lifestyle, Lord, and uh, let our lives be dedicated to you, Lord, on a daily basis every moment of every day just surrender to you lord we look around and we see the signs of the times lord not even not only the evil that is around us lord but we also see you drawing us closer and closer and closer and lord we know that this, that the end is so soon father and we recognize that any days is, it's going home time Lord, and I just pray that each one of us as individuals would make our calling and our election sure, and may we not miss an opportunity tonight in your presence to to check each and every aspect of our life and just make sure that the blood has been applied and that we've surrendered all that we can, Father. And Lord, as we're here and we know that you're going to meet with us, I pray that, Lord, each one would just give their all tonight to, to the worship and to the Word and that the worship would please you tonight father and as the word would go forth we know that lord the word is still the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and i just pray that it'll hit its mark as it always does and lord that each and every heart here tonight would be willing to open up every door of their heart and take in that word and allow it lord not to just be a hearer of the word but allow it to mold us tonight allow it to change us lord lord we come with needs tonight lord and i know that you're here with the bread of life lord i know that you are going to supply all that we have need of Lord, they're sick in our midst father those that have been waging lord war lord as it were with cancer and going through these battles lord you haven't left us alone but you've been fighting the whole time lord we've seen victory after victory and tonight lord we're looking at those like brother ron and sister erica and sister ruth and and brother ross and each and every one lord that's been battling this cancer and we're looking for a deliverance father lord we know that sometimes it seems that time has run out but you're always right on time lord you're right there when it seemed it was too late for the hebrew children you were there right on time and that's what we've come to expect from you lord lord move on their behalves bring a deliverance lord to each one sister liz and and brother mike ware and the miles family the different ones that are sick tonight lord may the healing angel begin to move lord in those homes and those places where they've gathered Lord, and I just pray that even as the word goes forth, Lord, let it change us tonight. Go to every home and every place and those that couldn't be here, Lord, and may they feel your presence just as we feel it here tonight. Lord, we want to surrender our hearts tonight and get out of the way and allow you to have preeminence, Father. Lord, we ask these things in your name, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: All things
0: things I give you. case with thanksgiving in my home
1: depend. Amen.
0: Amen. And he touched me. Oh, he touched me.
3: way, Father, as we were. Everyone headed down the wrong road, but God, rich in mercy, that would reach down and touch us, turn us around, Lord. God, how grateful we are that for that touch tonight. We ask, Lord, that you would just be with us in this service. You'd speak to our hearts, just touch us in our bodies, Lord, have need of thee tonight. Lord, I... No doubt if I would ask for uplifted hands that have been all over the building, Lord, of needs and situations, Lord, of needing you to come by their way and for their their, their need, Lord, in their body, or whether it be financial, physical, spiritual. But Lord, no matter what that need may be, Lord, you're more than enough. and We just ask God that you would just come and minister tonight and reach out to you, Father, by your grace. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Luke chapter 8. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Amen. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. And Amen. I was gone this past weekend up into Arkansas to Brother Matt Morse's assembly. He had put on an old-fashioned tent revival and, and I heard a lot of good word and a lot of good worship and and uh, really thankful for all the things God has done. Amen Brother David Siler and Brother uh, Wayne Lawson went from, our, from here to there, and Brother Andrew Glover and myself, and amen, just want to thank Brother Matt for that opportunity and, and for what he's doing there. Amen. I, uh, it's good to see uh, people coming to the Lord, and a lot, of, a lot of ones coming off the street and things and, and so uh, it's, good, it's good to see those things. Amen. It was just a wonderful time in His presence. I know some, uh, especially some of the young people, uh, went from here, Brother Andy Wiggins and his mother as well, and, and uh, some young people from there, and, and uh, were blessed. And On the way home the other day, three of our young men was just pulling out and headed home, and, um, and uh, somebody pulled out in front of them, and, and they could, it could have been really bad, but we thank the Lord for watching over them and, and bringing them safely home. Amen. Luke chapter eight and verse forty three. Um, just going to speak on something that I ministered there Sunday morning. Part of it, and then a little some some other things as well. Luke chapter eight and verse forty three, and a woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling. And falling down before him, and she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, Be of good comfort, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. Also, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 it says, For the word of God is quicker and powerful and sharper. Than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and the morrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, which whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed unto heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the help and to help in time of need. Amen. God bless you. I'd like to look at that scripture there in Luke chapter 8 again, verse 46, and just speak for a moment tonight on somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. You know, uh, we're humans. I, I believe every one of us tonight are humans in this building, at least that's what I'm trusting tonight. And we all have issues in our lives. Now, my issues may be different than your issues, no doubt, or yours than mine, but we all have them because we are human and we have this flesh that we deal with. And you know, there's nothing that is hid before the sight of Almighty God, but God knows our issues and he knows, amen, the things that we deal with on a, a daily basis, many times and things that, that come up in our lives, whether it be things that are passed down through generations, through our families or Or whatever we all have those things that we face and and many times you know we try to hide those things and we try to keep them covered and covered up and and act like they're not there but as we read in Hebrews chapter 4 the word is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and as the scripture said there's nothing that is hid they all things are naked so when you stand before him he knows all of your faults he knows all your failures he knows all the things that you have done, even the thoughts that you have thought in your mind. He knows all about it, so there's nothing that can be hid from him. But in spite of all of that, amen, you can still, he can still be touched by your infirmities. He can still be touched by the things that you go through and the situations in your life. And we can read it there as we've read. And he said, we have not a high priest which cannot be touched. Or in other words, we have a high priest who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Amen, and I'm thankful to have that high priest tonight. That even while I've got things going on in my life, he is there interceding on my behalf. Amen. The blood is still there. The blood is still atoning, and the blood is still moving. And I'm very thankful for that. Amen. But it, you know, I, I know that when you want to receive something for the Lord, Amen. One thing that is very important is how you approach Him. And how you come to him. We don't come to him in arrogance that I don't have any need or, or I, I know it all. No, that'll never get anything from God. But if you come to him in humility and in faith, amen, it is faith that touches God. You do not touch God by your feelings. You do not touch God by what you think or how you think. Amen. You only can touch the approach to God is by faith. Amen. And so, Brother Brandon would talk about that. He said that's the reason why we tell testimonies. That's the way, that's the reason why we tell the things that God has done. Because we're trying to get people in an attitude, amen, to that will bring results amen, to an atmosphere or an attitude, amen, that brings results. He said, it is the attitude that always brings the results. It's the attitude that you take towards God. He said, a wo- here's a woman that touched his garment and she was healed. Why? Because of her attitude of approach. She humbled herself and came by faith. And she said, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, then I would be healed. Now there'd be down the road, somebody, a soldier that would hit him in the face and he would never receive nothing from God because of his attitude. Amen. But if you come with the attitude or the approach I'm in the right place, God will meet you according to your need. Amen. It's attitude that's what it takes, and that's what it is tonight, dear friend. It takes attitude. We are, and we believe that we are, in the presence of Jesus Christ, but it is your attitude that brings the results. The mechanics are here and the dynamics are here, but if our attitude to receive is not there, God cannot do anything for us. But if we can get ourselves in the right place, God will always answer our need. God will reach down and touch our hearts. Amen. Amen. WE SEE THIS WOMAN HAD AN ISSUE FOR SOME YEARS, and, AND IT SEEMED LIKE SHE HAD SPENT ALL THAT SHE HAD, AND SHE HAD GIVEN ALL SHE HAD, AND THERE WASN'T A DOCTOR THAT COULD DO ANYTHING FOR HER. AMEN. BUT SHE HAD HEARD HOW JESUS HAD HEALED AND HOW JESUS HAD DELIVERED. NOW, IF YOU READ THIS WHOLE CONTEXT OF THE STORY, JESUS HAS ACTUALLY HAD JUST GOT OFF A BOAT, AND HE'S ON HIS WAY TO Jairus's HOUSE. But in the middle of her him being on the way to another house, amen, she said, this is my opportunity. Amen. That's where you got to come into service, that you have to take the services. This is my service. This is my time. He may be going at another direction, but do you know that you can pull God right to where you are? Amen. By the attitude that you have tonight, you can push him away or you can pull him to you amen, he may be going down a certain direction and he may have anointed a man to speak a certain thing, but all of a sudden because of the attitude that you come in to receive, amen, the notes begin to change, things begin to pull a certain direction. Why? Because you're actually pulling what you have need of out of the gift of God. Amen. And we see here, now Now, naturally, you know, it can be in, in the blood, you know, we know blood is the life of the body. And, and if you get a bad wound today, you can bleed out. Or if you get a stoppage inside your body and one of your veins amen that can cause death as we know by a heart attack or or stroke or different things Amen. amen see spiritually satan is trying to stop the blood of the flow of blood He's trying to stop the blood from flowing, amen, to come and atone for your need and for your situation. So therefore, if he can stop it by changing your thoughts to where you think, you know, this service may not be for me, I I shouldn't have come, he's stopping the blood flow. But if you can change that and come again with the attitude, amen, the blood will begin to flow and God can touch your heart and touch your need, amen. So spiritually, Satan is always trying to stop the flow of the blood. Now we know, as we said, it takes three elements to make a body. It takes blood, water, blood, and spirit, and so if Satan can come and pervert any one of these or stop any one of these, amen, the body will die. So Satan will try to do all he can to cause an issue with one or more of these elements, and so he'll try to stop the blood, or he'll try to stop the water, or he'll he'll, he'll try to wound the spirit, whatever he can to keep you from receiving something from God. Amen. So as we said, we all tonight have issues in our lives, every one of us. It doesn't matter how far along you are in this journey, but remember, you will never touch God by your issue. You will never touch him by fear. You will never touch him by worry, or you will never touch God out of a hurt. You will only be able to touch God by faith. Amen, you know, there's another writing of this story in the book of Mark, and and it's pretty amazing that account as well. There's, There's five actually action words that they put in here that this woman did. It says, the woman heard, she said, she came, she touched, she felt. All right, that's in the order. She heard about Jesus. She said, if I could only touch his garment, she came to where he was at, and she touched him, and then she felt the blood issue stop. Now, many times we want the feeling first before we get to all the other ones, but that's not the way it goes, amen? You have to hear. Hearing comes by, the a faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, amen? And you, she heard that Jesus had done many great things, and therefore from that hearing, She began to speak. Amen. Faith began to flow out of her life amen faith begin to go and, 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 and we know you know when you begin to speak what you've heard amen faith begins to be ignited that's why it's so powerful to tell testimonies because you hear God is a God not just of yesterday but he's a God of today and faith begins to work in your life and then you can begin to respond not out of fear or out of failures or out of hurts or past mistakes but you can begin to respond out of faith and faith will all always speak the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Faith will not speak your hurt, it will not speak your past, it will not speak your failures. Faith will only speak the Word of God. Amen. Once you have faith, your mouth will begin to speak amen out of the abundance of your heart. Therefore, you begin to say this situation will not destroy me. This situation will not determine my destination. This situation will not define me. Amen. But I will overcome. I will rise above it. I will because why? That's what the word said. And therefore your faith begins to speak what the word says. Though so therefore FAITH ACTUALLY CHANGES YOUR VOCABULARY. Amen. Where well, one time you used to speak failures, faith begins to speak Amen, the word of God. That's why it's very important. Never you will never touch God by fear of failure. You will never touch God by saying, "Well, I'm just going to be what my parents were or, or, or you know if I get married, I'm going to end up just like they were." And well, you know that's 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 not speaking out of faith. But faith will come always back to the word of God. Amen. That's what we that's where we're based on. So if you stop speaking in doom and agony, and you begin to agree with what God said, amen, he said, if you speak to this mountain, it shall be moved, but this mountain is not going to be moved by fear. It's not going to be moved by past hurts. It's not going to be moved by agonies and, and all those things. This mountain will only be moved by faith, amen. Cycles will not be broken by fear. Cycles will be broken by faith. Cycles will not be broken by the past or, or what, what's happened over here or this over there or this fear or this worry. No, it'll never break a cycle but what will break a cycle is faith because faith will look at that cycle and say, that's not me. I am standing on the word of God. Amen. Amen. So, Proverbs 23 says, as you think, that's what you become. If you think you're defeated, if you think you're lonely, if you think everyone's against you, that's what will become of your life. Right. Amen. So, you got to change all of that and quit thinking about what how the devil thinks of you and start thinking how God thought of you. Amen, because he said my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. So God is not thinking of you defeated. God is thinking of you of being overcome. God is not thinking of you sick. He is thinking of you healed. God is not thinking of you bound. He is thinking of you delivered. Amen, so your, your faith, amen, must come out of your mouth. And you begin to speak words of faith. Amen. If you keep speaking doom, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. We need to begin with faith, even if we're not feeling it. She wasn't feeling it when she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She was feeling still the blood flow. She was feeling the weakness of her body. Maybe she barely could drag herself up there, and that's all she could find. You know, there was something there. Amen. But she spoke out in faith. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Now, hindrances, she had all kinds of hindrances. There was all kinds of distractions in that service. Come on, somebody. There was all kind of other noises and things that was taken that could take her attention off. But she began to get zoned in on one thing. I got to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that ought to be our call. Every time we come to the church, I don't be wild. Our hearts cry. If I don't get nothing else out of this service, I want one thing. I want to get to Jesus. If I can just get to him, he'll rewrite my life. If I can just get to him, I'll be healed. If I can just get to him, my past will be forgiven. If I can just get to Jesus, that's all that matters. And let me say this, he's worth getting to. Hallelujah, he's worth letting all the distractions leave you and you get zoned in and say, hey, I'm here for one reason. I ain't here to look at what this one's doing or what that one's doing or how many times this one gets up to go to the bathroom. I'm not even worried about that. I'm looking for one thing. I'm looking for Jesus to come by and when he does, I'm gonna touch him. Hallelujah, but it begins with faith. IT DOESN'T BEGIN WITH YOUR FEELING. BECAUSE if, it, if, the, if, if, the, IF WHAT YOU GOT OUT OF A SERVICE ALWAYS DEPENDED ON IF YOU FELT GOOD, <laughs> YOU WOULD 90% OF THE TIME PROBABLY NEVER GET ANYTHING OUT OF A SERVICE. MATTER OF FACT, this, TODAY I'VE BEEN BATTLING SICKNESS IN MY BODY. DO I FEEL LIKE BEING UP HERE? NO. THAT'S NOT, BUT I'M NOT HERE BY MY FEELINGS. I'M HERE BY THE FAITH OF ALMIGHTY GOD. Amen, so we don't come by our feelings, we come by faith. Right. Right. Amen, hallelujah. So we see here, even though, you know, think about the Shunammite woman when she came and her, her child had died and she goes out to find the prophet and she's a long ways off and he sees her coming and he tells a servant, go ask her if her house is well, if she is well and her house is well. And he comes and asks her that and what's her response? All is well. Because why? I've got to where I need to be. To right. Hello, somebody. That's when you know a service as well, because you got to where you need to be. Yeah. Amen. you got more than just to a pew or, or to a place, but you got to the feet of Jesus. Amen. Who can answer the questions in your life, who can help you, who can raise the dead, who can do all things. If we can just get to Jesus, that's all that matters. So Elijah would take, tell Gehazi, go take my staff and go lay it upon the child. Because he knew whatever he touched, when he had, been, had the anointing of the Spirit of God on him, that was blessed. He said, I think that's exactly what Paul did. He took pieces off of his off of from off his from the handkerchief and, uh, handkerchiefs and aprons and things off his body and went and laid it. They went and laid it on people and they were healed of diseases and things. He said, Some people touched the garment of Jesus and was made well. Others smacked him in the face and hit him on the head with sticks and spit in his face. And they never felt one virtue at all. But it was their attitude approach. It depends on what attitude you come in is what you're going to receive. If you come believing that you're coming to get help, you're confident you're coming to the right place, Jesus Christ, you're coming his provided way of approach, you're going to receive something if you come that way reverently. If you come and say, well, if I go touch and see if it helps me, it won't do you a bit of good at all. It's your approach to God's divine article. That's what does it. Just like the brass serpent. The brass serpent didn't have no virtue in it. It was just a piece of brass. Neither did the pole. But by obeying what God said, that's what brought the answer. That's what brought the virtue is obedience to the word of God. And that is the same thing tonight. If we can bring our issues and lay it at his feet and say, God, I just want to touch you. That's all I care about. God will take care of the issues. But you got to move past obstacles. You got to get in the spirit of receiving. Hello, somebody. You got to get in the spirit of receiving. Therefore, you got to let distractions and services just fall to the wayside. You got to let critics be critics. Just let them be who they are. They got to fulfill Scripture just like we got to fulfill. Judas has to be there. So don't get involved with getting in a fight with critics. They are doing what they're supposed to do. Get in the spirit to receive something from God. Well, you know, I just ain't in the mood. Well, let's change the mood. Amen. You got to push sometimes. It ain't easy every service. Every service ain't a flowery bed of ease. And it's just a... uh, uh, happy-go-lucky service and boy, the blessings are flowing and the things are happening and the, this is popping and that's going on. No, sometimes you, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. You got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and say, I'm, I'm going to church. Yeah. Some of you fought like, oh, get out to get here, so let's don't get here and lose out on what we came for. Yeah. Amen. We get so tired of the fight sometimes and we get so weird and we come here and we ah. Wow, now while we're here, let's get what we have need of. Let's get something from him. He has some virtue he wants to give out. He has some healing he wants to give out. He has some deliverance he wants to give out. He has some power breaking chain, amen, chain breaking power he wants to give out. But you got to get in the spirit to receive, and then there's some things you got to do. You know, he talks about the prophet of God. He said one time, the kings came to him. Jehoshaphat had joined himself up with some backslidden people. And, and, and he, he said they, 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 they couldn't find water, and they got in the trouble, and they come there to the prophet. He said that, he said that genuine prophet wanted to tell them off. He wanted to tell them, why you come here for why don't you go over to your own prophets and see what they can do for you? He said he was in a kind of a, a rough spot, kind of got all stirred up. And he said, you know, kind of got his righteous indignation up to you holiness people. You Calvinistic Presbyterian Baptists, he just got angry. That's all. He got angry. He got stirred up. He said, why, why, why don't you go down to your old, full, cold, former church, get you some of your preachers down there? And you ask them, he got his dandruff up, see. Why don't you go down to your mother's prophets and your daddy's prophets? See, was a, he was a halfway borderline believer there. He said, why don't you go down there? And Elisha, with his dandruff up, he said, if I wasn't that, I respected the presence of Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you. But he really got out of humor, didn't he? And then to get all out of sorts. And he was in no condition. Amen. For the spirit to come onto him. For him to be able to give anything. So he said, you know what? Bring me a minstrel. Bring me a minstrel. He said, he said, you people that don't believe in playing music in church, I don't know what you're going to do with that one. He said, but bring me a minstrel. Get out. Get, go in there, out there among them soldiers and find somebody that can play a harp or some stringed instruments, anything, whatever you got. Play some of that old time religion for me. Amen. Play something there. Maybe he started playing on Only Believe, he said something of that order. He said, I know those songs would not back there, but something like that. He said, and the prophet all of a sudden, though, began to hum and pat his foot after a little while. What was he doing? He was getting in the spirit to receive. Amen. If a prophet has to do that, how much more should we have to do that? Because we come all out of sorts. I know how it is. Amen, the devil sometimes will leave you alone. You know, the world says Monday morning's bad. No, the worst mornings for a believer is Sunday morning and a Wednesday evening. Amen, the devil is coming on every side to try to hinder you, to try to stop you, to try to get that moment blocked, to stop the blood flow. And when you see that happening, that's when you need to push harder. That ain't the time to push by, pull back. That's the time to push forward and say, no, the enemy's trying to stop something. Let's settle ourselves Amen. for a moment. Let's grab an instrument. Amen, let's get some people that's anointed to sing the word of God and play the instruments and, and let's get to singing and clapping our hands. What is it? We are getting in the spirit to receive something from God so that he can be touched. See, if you want to be touched by him, you have to touch him. Did you hear me? If you want to be touched by him, you have to touch him. Amen. He said, see, that's what's the matter with the church. That's what's the matter with this meeting. If you can't get in the spirit, you won't see nothing. There were so many others that was there and they wouldn't in the spirit to receive what she received and they no doubt had just as much need as she had. But how many are unwritten about? Think about that. Here's Jairus and here's this woman. How many others were around there that had just as much need but they're not even written about because they wasn't willing to let all that stuff go and touch him? Amen. You have to get in the spirit of it before you can see it. He said, you people that used to go to dances, he said, I don't believe you'd do it now since you're a Christian. But when you used to, you used to have all uh, have to play all the music and carry on everything. Get in the spirit of dancing. When you went to ball games somebody had to hit a home run before you throwed the hats in the air and screamed and hollered and it was all right for you then but a fella didn't believe much in ball games he just stood there and couldn't see nothing to it he wasn't in the spirit of it and he said that's the reason you come around an old fashioned meeting where they got good salvation and they go to hollering amen and praising the Lord and you say that's a bunch of fanatics he says because False, you're not in the spirit of it he said if this is the Holy Spirit then that other thing must be the unholy spirit this makes you do un- holy things that makes you do unholy things amen a woman said one time well Billy I understand you got some new kind of religion he said what kind is that he said them kind the people they make some people shout and dance and go on I said well that's a new kind that's the only kind there ever should be that's the oldest religious religion there ever was He said, well, i never heard of that before. He said, well, what about when Job, when he spoke to him and said, Job, where was you when I laid the foundation of the world? Tell me what they're fastening to. Where was you when the morning stars sang for joy and the sons of God shouted for joy? A hundred million years before the world was ever formed, they had a shouting religion. Hallelujah. Then talk talk about something new. That's the oldest that there ever was. So if your religion is not a shouting religion, you got something new. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he said that old fashioned, heartfelt, sky blue, sin killing religion. Brother, it don't wash you, whitewash you. It washes you white from the inside out. Makes you do things you didn't think you'd ever do. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Makes you do things you don't think you wouldn't think you would ever do. Just got a testimony. Huh? I don't have it here before me, but just got a testimony of a young mother who was in some severe. Depression there in those meetings in Ohio to the point where she, her thoughts was turning. My family don't need me. She's having to take medicines and things to try to control things because she was diving so deep into darkness. And, and, and she was just going down a real, real, real deep, dark path. Suicide on every, th- and every thought seemed like and Just writing even notes. She comes to that meeting on a Saturday night, and, and she uh, comes up to the prayer line. I remember her coming through, and she said, I, I just need another real dose of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I just need, to, I, I need a renewing. So we pray for her, and God moves on her life. And she goes over there, and you know what the devil puts in her mind? Well, why ain't you shouting like the rest of them shouting? Why why ain't that happening for you? And she said, well, you know, that had never been on me like that before. And she said, so I just kind of turned it on him. I said, well, I know God just gave me something regardless if i am shouting or not. I'm just still going to thank him for it. So she praises him for it and, and things. And so the next Sunday, Sunday morning, I actually preached on a, a let's, let's make this a good fight. And I dealt, and I knew the Lord was moving very directly towards suicide and depression. And Brother Ray Erickson mentioned it to me afterwards. He said, I don't know if I've ever seen a sermon so directed towards that darkness like that. And, and you just kept calling it out and kept hitting at it and kept, and kept uh, hitting that direction. He said, I, I, I wonder what that was about. We just had talked about it like that. We didn't know and not heard this yet. And here this sister sitting back there and we begin to sing the song. You don't know like I know what he done for me. You don't know like I know what he done for me. And I said, I, I got one. You broke depression off my life. That's what you done for me. And she said at that moment, her hands were up in the air and she began to dance and shout. She said, I was one of those wild women like the rest of them. <laughs> So the power of God fell on her and she began to dance and shout and today medicines are being taken off, her thoughts have changed the sun is shining, the birds are singing, amen, what happened? God changed it all in a moment, she got to Jesus and if I could just touch the hem of his garment I'll be made whole Amen. So they got to playing the music and got it to going real good. I I like that. Matter of fact, today I was listening. This means war. And nothing does does my heart good. I actually sent a little clip. I said we're just being real tonight. I sent a little clip to Joe today. I didn't know he wasn't going to be here tonight. I didn't know he's traveling already, but I sent the clip to him. And that first part of that service, I'd sent that to Brother Mike. Brother Mike had that other song on his heart, and so and which God used powerfully. Stay, and He used it in His last meeting as well. It just it's amazing what God has done through that music and that song. Amen, but he said, how am I going to work this into that? And, and so he had Brother Colby start it out, and Brother Colby gets to go, and all of a sudden that door opens, and out of the door, Joe comes a-dancing out of it. That's the way I said, get it started, Joe. That's the way we got to do it. Amen. He came with the attitude to receive. Amen. But it does nothing. Does me more good than that. End of that. So as they singing that song again, and see brother Ron Spencer up there shouting and praising God and, and thanking God for His healing and what God's doing. Amen. Brother Andrew and different ones all over the building. Amen. That's that's what it takes. You got to get into the spirit to receive. Amen. To realize this is war, and if it's going to be war, let's make it a good war. Let's make it a good fight, amen. Let's just push on into the things of God. And this, he said, he got in the spirit and then he began to see things. He began to see more than the faults that were around him. He began to see more than the backsliders that were around him. And the other situations, situations that was around him. Amen, he began to see what God saw. That's what faith is, is what God sees. He said, Well, oh, Brother Branham, well, that's what they did on the day of Pentecost. They all stayed there and prayed till they got in the Spirit. And then they got filled with the Holy Ghost and run out and act like a bunch of drunk people. Religious people of the world stood and said, these men are drunk, all of them together. Even Virgin Mary and all of them was together. Said they're drunk on new wine. He said, "Well, what was it? They had got in the spirit. That's what we need today is an old fashioned, shaken down. God sent Holy Ghost revival. Then you can have healing services. Then you have indecent and in order. God will bless. The altars will be full. You don't need some new theology you need the Holy Spirit priest in power through simplicity it's the greatest drawing card the world has ever had Elisha was getting in the spirit then the visions begin to come he said thus saith the Lord go out and start digging some ditches get ready for a whole lot of water So depending on how much water you get, it's depending on how much ditch you dig. How much you're willing to put yourself through and sacrifice, amen, that's how much blessing you're going to receive. It ain't all depending on God, it's depending on you. Amen. He wants to do more for you, even exceedingly abundantly, more than you can even think or ask. So if you'll dig, God will feel. If you'll dig, God will feel. If you'll dig, God will feel. Gotta move through every. Fight. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost more than you want to receive it. He wants to give you more of himself more than you want it. Amen. Get to digging. Well, he said, listen, dig some ditches. You're not gonna see a cloud. You're not gonna hear rain. You you don't have to get no degree or go to some seminary, but you're gonna get some water. You don't have to join some organization. You don't have to join some church. If you want water, start digging. I I can see them get started digging. Some fella hit hit the ground a couple of times, said, wow, this is rough. I'm just gonna sit over here and let somebody else do it. You won't get no water amen there's a reason why you gotta dig cause there's some testimonies to dig out of there Amen. he said if you quit digging you ain't gonna get no water every man had to dig his own spring hello somebody amen every person is responsible for themselves what they get out of a service so you can't get mad at the song leader or at this one or that one it is on you Amen. It's not because there wasn't a certain song sung and you didn't get something. There wasn't a certain thing preached that you didn't get something. He was preaching to Jairus' house. But she said, This is my moment. This is my time. This is my service. This is for me. See, we bring our shovels for the wrong reason. We bring the shovel to take what's said and throw it on somebody else. You bring a shovel, you need to bring one to church, but that's to dig a ditch. I'm going to, you're not throwing dirt on nobody else. No, you're just digging a hole and you're just getting ready to receive. As we heard about that woman who went and got many vessels. Amen. According to the vessels, that's what she received. According to what you dig out and what you say, well, I want God to feel every fiber. Then start digging what blocking it out of your life and dig it out. Sometimes it's a root of bitterness and it goes through all kind of fibers of your life and it takes a long time to root that thing out but it's worth rooting out. Sometimes it's an unforgiving spirit and you allow it to lay there and you got all against your mother or your daddy or this, that, and the other and you're so unforgiving and you're, you're just a dried up old prune. Why? Because you haven't dug it out. Therefore the water can't get to where it needs to get to. He said, well, there's somebody hits a big old tin can. So what's this? Well, it says there's no such a thing as divine healing. Kick that thing out. Make room for water. Keep on digging. Somebody hits another tin can, says we can't, you ain't got, you shouldn't have altar calls no more. Kick that thing out. Don't tell me I've seen God move too much at altars. And besides all that, an altar ain't just for people to come and repent. An altar is a place of washing. It's a place of worship. It's a place of laying yourself down and kneeling at his feet so you can touch the hem of his garment. Amen. It ain't all about, well, look at that one. They're up there at the altar again. No, I'm, as long as they get what they come for, that's all that matters. Kick it out, Yeah, we, we, God don't use prayer lines no more, that's a lie. What about that girl just testify, what if we didn't have that? What if we just had an old dried up stump of a service and she sat back there, she'd probably be dead by now. Amen. Kick that thing out, keep on digging don't believe in divine healing the power of God get room in there so you can get some more water the deeper you dig the more water you have get all the doubt all the unbelief things away from you And when the showers begin to come down through the valley you'll get a big portion of it you'll get a little well like that that's all you can have I he said I like to go plumb over my head You know what plumb over your head means? That means you have lost all control of your, you can't, you can't hit the ground no more. Amen, you can't, you know. I, no, when you get in waters you can swim in and that's all you can do. That's some different kind of waters than waters right up to here. Or waters to your ankles or waters up to your waist or waters up to your chest. When you get to a place that you can't hit bottom, that's a whole different kind of water. And that's why people don't want to let go. They're afraid they won't be able to hit bottom. They're afraid that they they won't be able to control what's about to happen. They're afraid they'll, they'll lose all control. Listen, if you're giving it to him, who cares? He's the one in control. Amen. That's why we sing the song, let go and let God have his way. Amen. It ain't let go and we're worried about this or that. No, we're letting ourselves go, amen, of what we think and how we think a service ought to go and how we think it ought to be and how we we think it ought to be orchestrated and how we think, 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 think. No, we're getting beyond what we think, what we can't stand on no more what we think. We can only, we're in waters we can swim in. He said, I like to get over my head so I can swim in the goodness of God. Get all these. old kettles and all the old rocks and the stumps out of the way. Well now if I get saved what will I do? Well you get saved, went over and got the Holy Spirit the first thing you know you dug down and said 10% of the church. Oh my throw it out of the way. Get room for more water. Keep digging. Make a big well where God can really baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fix you right. He wants to fix every issue. you're not going to see any clouds you won't have to do this you won't have to have a new theology but you're going to get water anyhow where did that water come from it ain't going to rain out of the heavens it ain't going to be artificially made but there's going to be water there through the supernatural yes. this won't be a man made rain sprinkler And the service depends on that man whether he had a good day or not, whether he feels like preaching or not. <laughs> no, it ain't dependent on man. This is a supernatural rain. <laughs> Amen. Jesus Christ is moving now through the church. He said, do you know the children of Israel passed right through that same wilderness and the rock that was in the wilderness when they passed was still there? Oh, my, the one that gave water, Jesus Christ, was in the church, in this church last night. He's still the same church tonight, in the same church. Jesus is the same Christ tonight in the same church. Just get to dig it. Get all the doubt out of your way. Get all the superstitions. Quit saying that it's of the devil. Quit talking about this. Throw it out of the way. Speak to the rock, and waters will come forth. They woke up the next morning And all those valleys of ditches were full of water. And the invasion came. And God used that as ambushments against the enemy. (laughs) Amen. He used it as traps against the enemy. Amen. See why the devil has been so easily coming into your house? Because he's been walking across dry land easily accessible and easily able to get to and easily able to defeat and easily able to bring down but if you'll dig enough ditches so the god of heavens can fill it supernaturally with water next time he comes he won't find it so easy He'll find some entrapments there. He'll find the spirit of the living God, the living waters of life are flowing freely again. He'll find that he can't walk where he used to walk. He can't go where he used to go. This property is not accessible no more. Hallelujah. Amen. He'll find it's not passable anymore. I can't go to where I used to go. Because there's something there now. He said, we need to dig it all out of our heart. All those old things that take somebody else's word beside God's word. What Jesus Christ was then, he is now. He rose from the dead and he's moving even now. He said, see what happens? You get all those tin cans and things out of the well and get a testimony in your hand. You'll stop up some of these old formal wells around here that don't believe in divine healing and the power of God. Amen, when you realize God's a supernatural God and now it ain't just somebody else's testimony, but now it's your testimony. How many wells have been stopped up, amen, of cancer that said, I'll eat you, I'll beat you, I'll tear you down. But all of a sudden, God raised up a testimony to put down on the well of that devil and say, no, I got the power to heal cancer. I got the power to raise the dead. I got the power to heal alopecia and brain bleeds and undeveloped hips and bad eyeballs. I got the power. So therefore God gives you the power to go to where the enemy is and mar every place. Come on, somebody. He's been writing on your walls, defeated. He's been writing on your walls that hey, he'll never overcome. He's been marring your testimony. But now that the walls of the wells have been dug and the supernatural has filled it, then God has given you a testimony. You have the right to go to his house and say, defeated. You don't have no power over me no more. I have overcome will rise above it all. I will not be like who my mother was or who my father was. That's not who I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sister Atlanta tonight can walk up there with that rocket testimony and right on the gates of hell healed of cancer. More hell, and showing that there's power over you. Amen. There's people here today that can walk and say, delivered of tobacco, delivered deliver of uh, alcohol, delivered of all kinds of things, delivered of lust and pornography. Write it down yeah. on the walls of hell and say, I have been delivered. Yeah. It was the right kind of touch. She pulled her deliverance through that body. Her faith saved notice, he didn't turn to her and say, "My faith saved you. My being here saved you." No, your faith saved you." Her attitude of approach. This woman had a blood issue. How many believes that God was in Christ? Amen. Amen. A woman with a blood issue walked over and touched his garment, went back and hid herself, and even denied she touched him. And Jesus said, somebody touched me. Would he better say that at services of the evening light? Somebody touched me. Virtue has left me. Peter said, well, I mean, everybody touched you. What do you mean? I mean, they've been hitting on you and slapping you and bumping up against you. He said, but virtue's left. Feel weak. He looked around, all denied, all the strength where it was going went right to that little woman. Jesus didn't know who it was. He was a man in human flesh. He was a man, but the woman had touched God through him and you touch him the same way. Listen to this. Jesus' corporal body is sitting right at the right hand of God in majesty on high as a sin offer, making intercession. Then then his spirit that was in that body has come back into the predestinated, foreordained offices in the church. That you touch God the same way through those bodies. That's what I said, wow, wow. You touch God the same way through those bodies. Not that they're in their own self worthy, surely not, but they don't stand in their own righteousness, no. They stand in the robe of the Lord Jesus. It's his righteousness to declare his works that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is why he would say they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Why? Because virtue is moving from one body to another, and healing is being transformed. For amen, deliverances is being transferred. Amen. The power to walk out of cells is being transferred. We're not standing here as men in our own righteousness. It's not about me. It's about Him. But that's why it's important. When you come to the house of God to have the right approach, it's faith. The notes may be going a certain direction, but I promise you, if faith is let loose, it'll move. How many times has Brother Branham been at a pool pl- platform and the angel of the Lord, he said, you know what that is. That, you, you feel that presence. That's the angel of the Lord. And he would deal and he says, now wait a minute, he's left me. And he begins to look And he begins to look. He said, oh, there he is. I heard him today on the tape. He said, can't you just see him standing right over there in that corner, right there by that man? Who did he touch? The same angels here. Can he have the same response? Who touched me? Somebody touched me. Somebody on a Wednesday night reached out and touched me. Virtue has left me. I feel pulled. I feel drawn. I feel moved. Something has taken place. Maybe you done hid yourself over in a corner somewhere, but he'll find you out. <laughs> and how do you know you touched him? you touched him? Because it's changed. Well, I touched Jesus. I touched Jesus and it just continues on. No, if you touch him, it's going to change. And her blood stopped immediately. Touch him tonight. Let's bow our heads. You touch God the same way through these bodies. More than just a man. Just reading today, Brother Bram talked about the office. He said, If you don't respect the office, God won't even respect you. Well, Brother Timothy, this one done me wrong and that one done. Yeah. That's between that man and God. Let that go let it go and let God have his way in you and touch him how many could say tonight Lord I, I want to touch you Lord out of faith Lord I want to touch you tonight healing or deliverances, whatever can take place. You can draw the angel of the Lord right to your pew. He's still the same one tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, touching Jesus is all that I